Rap and J Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Good morning and welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, John the Hood with you. Time now, Cap, for Shot or No Shot. Here is our guy, Snorling. It's the nicest intro I've ever gotten from you, Kaplan. Good morning, boys. I'll fire on you later. Yeah, I would expect that normally. Here's Snorbor. That's what I usually think I'm going to get. Well, you didn't. I appreciate that. Good to you see you this it. morning. I'm happy, happy to be here, boys. All right, let's get started. The Tribune released their initial... Uh, I wrote this wrong. The Sun-Times released their initial mock draft. i got to make sure I credit this properly. Yeah, same, same difference. Go ahead. The, the Sun-Times released their initial mock draft today. It had the Bears trading with the Colts out of the top overall pick and taking Jalen Carter with the fourth pick in the draft. The Bears received the fourth pick and the Colts' 2024 first-round pick. That's all they got back, which, honestly... Probably the most realistic mock with a trade that I've seen yet. There's none of this ridiculous seven picks plus Quentin Nelson no, stuff. No. So, shot or no shot, not only is it the most realistic, it's also the best result. So, we go one to four. Mm-hmm. We pick Jalen Carter at four and then get one more first round pick for making that exchange. And that pick should be reasonably decent because I don't think the Colts are going to be very good. Um, I would think you could do better than that. Personally. It's a, it's a no shot for me. No and, shot. And just, I'd be glad to be wrong and the Bears get better from this draft. I just don't expect them to find the deal that they want to trade out of one. I don't expect that. And I'm prepared to tell you because I know this is going to come up. If the Bears only pick their number one pick and they don't do anything else in the first round, this will be considered a failure, which I totally disagree with because we don't know what the rest of the draft is going to look like. I'm telling you that's what's going to be the conversation. Uh, no question. People are so over their skis on social media. They're going to get DeForest Buckner, Quentin Nelson, no. the fourth pick, the second number one, two more number one. I mean, come on, stop, people. The other GM, are you, put yourself in their shoes. Are you doing it? You're not. No. So to me, that's a no shot. If you want to have a bigger package for that, that's fine. Uh, Shay, I just don't expect that. And don't forget last year, Jacksonville already had Trevor Lawrence, their guy. They had the number one pick, and they did not trade out of it. Yeah. Shay? All right, uh, Mel Kuyper was on with Waddle and Sylvie yesterday. He said he still expects the Chase Claypool trade to work out. He cited the reasoning. But there was nobody else on the roster. I mean, if, they, if Claypool's the best receiver on the field, you're probably not going to get a lot of help from anybody. You're going to be well defended. So my question, though, shot or no shot, do we still believe the Chase Claypool trade can work out for the Bears? That's a shot. Yeah, that's a shot. I'm with Hoodie. That's a shot. Now now here, let's put it in perspective, though. That guy's not a number one receiver. He isn't. But he's a piece. You make that deal because you want him to be a piece and be a difference maker in the slot, right? Correct. Okay, so why can't he be that guy if he's healthy? He runs well. He's strong. Yes, that's definitely a shot. Am I thrilled that we gave up the 30-second pick for this guy? No, but he still has talent. Man, you get a chance to renegotiate and try to get back in the draft. You, maybe you can get the 30-second pick if you make a deal, if that's what you, if, where you want to be. If you want multiple picks in the first round, you can find, you can find a deal. But if you don't make it, that's, that's not the end of the world. But, of course, we'll have a spotlight on Claypool in a big way if he does not succeed. So far, 
the whole season, <laughs> I didn't have expectations. This upcoming season, yeah, I have bigger expectations because the team will be different. A lot of those guys we saw probably won't be with the Bears this upcoming season. Correct. So, um, yeah, my expectations is that he can be a difference maker for the Bears. Shay. If you missed Mel Kuyper on Waddle and Sylvie, by the way, the ESPN Chicago app, the podcast available there is 2.30. Uh, Mel Kuyper was on with the boys. Patrick Williams is slowly becoming a bright spot for the Bulls in this mediocre season. His scoring average has raised by nearly four points since the awful start, his seven-point average in the first month. Now he's only really battling against finding consistency. He'll go from 10 rebounds to five rebounds. He'll go from 20 points to 10 points. He's really just got to find a groove and stay in it. But shot or no shot, Patrick Williams has at least cemented himself on this roster through the trade deadline. Oh, that's a shot. You'd have to be a moron to move on from a 21-year-old kid with his athletic gifts. And he plays hard, and everything I've heard is they love him in the room. So he's a good dude. He plays hard. He's 21 years of age, and he's an ascending player. Yeah, that sounds like a guy I'd want to get rid of. All right, Not. Let me condense a conversation I had at the bar in Springfield, Missouri with, do you remember Marlon London? Oh, absolutely. Played for DePaul? Yeah, really good player. So he's on the UIC Flames staff. And, of course, you know Kenny Williams, who the Hall of Famer for UIC. Yeah. We're all together. Mm-hmm. A uh, bartender, let me get three Glenn Livets, please. Thank you. We sit down and have a good conversation about basketball. And sometimes when you talk to people, common sense enters the room. And that's what we love about being on the road. It's yeah. that interaction there. We're just having a conversation. And, the, and sometimes common sense enters the room. Here's the common sense about, especially the NBA. Listen to this, Shay. You know, some nights, for especially like a young player, it's not his night. In this situation, for this Bulls, it's Levine, it's DeRozan. A lot of times it's Vooch. And then Patrick Williams got to find his spot on the floor. Like, as much as I want him to have a double-double like he had the other night at against 18 Atlanta. 18 and 10. Yeah, which was impressive. Yeah. That was the most impressive thing I saw in that game. And he and defended 10. the heck out of the three-point strike. That's what I love. We're watching that on Monday night at the bar. And so, against Indiana, in the, which is an unbelievable, disappointing game for the Bulls, he has 7-5. and five. All right, Cap. Well, keep in mind, you have a ball-dominant guard like Levine. you got DeRozan on the floor. You've got Vooch on the floor. So where does Patrick Williams find his spot? Where does he get his opportunity to score? It's not going to be there every night with those three players on the team. So we have to look at the rebounding edge. Are you crashing the boards? I expect I'd love to see seven or more rebounds a night from him. And I don't think that's unrealistic. may not that's, happen tonight yeah. against Charlotte, but I do think he's an ascending player. And it people are looking at Markinen now just tearing up the league. And everyone's like, God, well, why did we get rid of him? Because you all wanted to run him out of town. He stinks. Another bad pick by Garpak. Hey, he needed to mature. You have to live through the growing pains. And player freaking development. And it's the same thing up at Hallis Hall. Player development. If he's around the rim, Cap, he should be able to get four or five baskets on tip-ins. Agreed. Just around the back. Offensive rebounds put back. He doesn't need to be... I know he shoots well from three. I know he can. But if you feel like you're not getting the ball... Be around the rim. You'll get the ball. Yeah, De- DeRozan said after the game the other night, no one's harder on Patrick Williams than me. He said, I'm telling that kid, be aggressive. No one's going to say a word to you if you take shots and miss. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. That's a shot that Patrick Williams can be a guy for this team. But, again, as we talked about in that 
at the bar, yeah, some nights it's not your night. But you got to find a way to be able to maximize your minutes on the floor. Correct. Shay. All right, Hoodie. The Atlantic 10 had a hell of a night in college basketball. There was a fire alarm that went off. There was a live in-game marriage proposal in the St. Bonaventure game. And then finally, an Uber Eats delivery guy walked onto the court mid-play during the Loyola and Duquesne game last night. Shot or no shot, the Uber Eats guy was a part of a Super Bowl commercial. I mean, it it will be, um, but I don't, that's a no shot. That came out of nowhere. And here, again, Cap, you see the Uber Eats guy. Okay, you know that just in any building, you enter, they check your pockets, making sure that you don't have any weapons. You got to give a ticket. You got to be able to go through security, and then you can get to your seat. How in the hell at Duquesne could this Uber Eats guy go through security and be able to get all the way down to the floor and then be on the floor looking for the person who wanted the Uber Eats, who wanted the Big Mac and Small Fry? How did he get down there? I've done games in that arena. Many. I, I, I have no idea. I know exactly where he would have walked in. It's in the back. There is a metal detector right there. You got it. Even me, and I've done a billion games. Mm-hmm. They'll see me. Yeah. You got your credential? Dude, I've been here 40,000 times. Doesn't matter. I, you got to go, go over there. You got to get your credential. They don't let you on the floor. No. How did he get all the way on the floor? And it, then they see the official? Like, yeah. Get off. Yeah. He's like, Carl, Carl, you there, Carl? Now, who was that food for? A player? Was it for a referee? Maybe it was the referee that's like, hey, man, not now. I said half time. Not now. Not now. He's Al Michaels. He eats at halftime. How does that happen? Shay. Does that, I mean, I've only covered Big Ten games, but like if when you go to those, you have to walk past so much security. (laughs) There's event staff in the tunnel. There's people from the the school. There's people from the team. There's people from the arena. You're not getting through the tunnel. I had credentials on hoodie. I couldn't get through the tunnel. Like, who is just going, yeah, I got Uber Eats for somebody, and you can walk right by. Yeah, no problem, buddy. Go right here on the court. What? I need someone to be able to investigate this because it sounds like a fraternity prank. It does. Does it not? Either a fraternity prank or it's a commercial. I think it's a commercial. It's got to be a commercial. It's got to be Uber Eats more anytime you need it or some dumb Super Bowl thing where they show this guy walking on the floor mid-play. I think it will be, but the idea that it's, it's at Duquesne, Duquesne Loyola, random. Well, that, deep, that's, that, that's deep on the ESPN Plus meter. You got to get two dead body uh, A-10 schools to agree to have a guy walk on the field on the court mid-play. Well, I don't, that's think, not gonna the te- I don't think the teams had any idea. BBN, Blue Blood Nation's not putting up with an Uber Eats guy disrupting a play. You got to find two deadbeat teams to let this happen. I, 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 you know, Drew Valentine has his own problems. I don't think he was involved in this at all. No shot. Do you <laughs> not think, like, if it's a Super Bowl commercial, which I think it is, that's my theory, don't you think, like, Duquesne gets contacted by Uber Eats and they go, hey, we're going to give you X amount of dollars to let this kid walk on the court mid-play so we can film it and do it for the Super Bowl? So you're Bowl? telling me that Keith Dambrot, the coach, who, by the way, was LeBron's high school coach, mm-hmm. Keith Dambrot brought hey uh, just in case you guys pass it to the short corner here because the guy had the ball <laughs> short he's corner. standing in the short corner you know balls just to the right of yeah. the top of the key there's yeah. a short court get off the court you're telling me the coach knew that no chance <laughs>
The guy I is, know Keith. No chance. Listen, Keith, we're getting a million dollars to let him do this, okay? Just to, uh, put I'm up with it this Keith. one time. I'm going to text him. I'm going to ask him. Did you know that guy was going to walk on the court? Put that on the poll, please, at ESPN 1000, Shay. Do you believe that this ends up being a Super Bowl commercial, yes or no? I, I, just, I, just, I just think it's so random. The guy just walking on the court. I, I mean, where is the security to allow this to happen? If this is in Chicago, that guy would have been tackled. Correct. Are you kidding me? One of those off-duty Chicago police officers in the yellow coats yes. that used to guard Michael. Yes. They're tackling that guy. Uh, for Carl... For Carl. Oh, God! Yeah! Down! <laughs> exactly. Fries, fries everywhere. Right. Apple pies. Not just, letting that guy just saunter around on the, on the court. Having the, the, the small, the, the, the uh, Coke all over the, all over the floor. Apple pies. I but that's my it. point. I mean, at the Big Ten, some 80-year-old woman named Debbie's in the tunnel. She's stopping you. You'd be shocked how strong she is. She's stopping you from getting out of the tunnel and out of the floor. They've got staff everywhere. Yes, that's real staff. But some places, the old Andy Frayn usher didn't care. Cap and I saw it ourselves. We did. Turning a blind eye to the Uber Eats driver. Man, Cap and I are sitting there, and we're calling the game, the high school game. DeMar DeRozan's there because he loves uh, basketball. Three he's, feet from me and Hoodie. He's on the, in the front seat. You know, he's in the front row. And the security's right next to DeRozan. And all these fans come from the stands at Wintrust to try to get his autograph. They're coming out of their seats. Hey, DeRozan, can I get your autograph? I love DeRozan. I'm like, hey, Andy Frame. Hey, don't you see what's going on here? Yeah, there's literally, I'm not exact. 40 people in line. Yes. Can I get a picture? Hey, man, I went to the same high school. My cousin Jimmy went to where you went to junior and he's sitting there being the nicest guy. We both remarked, what a good dude this DeRozan is. And I finally, did I not? Yeah. I got up. I went to one of the guys running the event. I said, you guys are going to have a problem here. You need to patrol this. That's DeMar DeRozan for yes. crying out loud. And then they got security down there. That's it. Get oh, out. my God. It's just unbelievable. Crazy. So, so some security is lax, and that clearly was that, the case of Duquesne. Something happened there. A-10 security is just fake. Ah, A-10. We're just... But, he just I mean, what, what is going on? A-10, you're not the Big Ten. Step up. A-10 security's fake, he just told us. All right, coming up, we've got Around the NFL, and then still to come, Deal Breakers at 835. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Don't forget, we got deal breakers coming at 835, but right now, it's time to go around the NFL. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come, and then he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean... What's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Uh, Here's Shay Norlin. Shay? All right, boys. Uh, I want to start with my team because there's reporting this morning that the Patriots have some deep running dysfunction. The headline, the front page of the Boston Herald Sports, Belichick effed us. O'Brien has mess to clean up. How about that? Belichick and what the whole thing, Shay, correct me if I'm wrong. It said 
Look, I love Belichick, but he effed us. Yes. Wow. That's unbelievable. Well, okay. I don't understand that headline. Okay, so you had took a little bit of a step back this upcoming this past season, right? You took a step back. No playoffs. No question. He effed you? That's what they said. He effed us and that the dysfunction in the organization was absurd. I actually agree with the headline, Hoodie. As a fan of the team, the he effed us. Oh, I don't know about that. I just, you know. I got to read the article. I you, sent it to Shea. Anytime you bring in your failure coach, pal, and the only reason you have him be the OC is because you don't have to pay him because he's on the Lions payroll, and he sucks, and he mistreats a second-year quarterback, and there's rifts now between the quarterback and the coaching staff, and people are talking about coaching malpractice. Look, Belichick's the greatest to ever do it. He effed us. By the way, they had to pay him. He just offsets his money from the Lions. But you're right. That turned out to be an awful hire. I would say I would say that you're being effed now because Bill O'Brien's the offensive coordinator. He was great 07-11. to 11. I'm excited yeah. about this. No, well, that was, that was then. This is now. Who's the quarterback for the team? Exactly. Yeah, it's not Thomas Brady. That's the, that's the issue, Shay. That's why you're getting F now because if the Patriots have any success, any success, O'Brien's out of there. He's using the Patriots as a stepping stone. So my headline would be you're, you are uh, getting F now because if you think O'Brien can turn things around offensively when Mac Jones is the quarterback, it's not happening. I'm fine with that, though. Like, okay. if he comes in and we have success enough that he leaves, this is what I told Bears fans when people were worried about Luke Getze leaving. If he leaves, it means the offense was incredible. That's a good thing. Not sustainable, though. Yeah, I, I, Just not. Not when Mac Jones. I don't understand why these two things always have to be mutually exclusive. If, if Bill O'Brien comes in, fixes Mac Jones, I think he can go forward. Like, Josh Allen took a step back when Dayball left, mm-hmm. but he was still really good. I'm just, I guess with Mac Jones, I just don't believe. Yeah, is um, that fair? I'm with Hoodie. I, I'm not sure I believe in that guy. That's all I'm saying. Like, you could say whatever you want about Bill O'Brien. I'm just saying that Mac Jones, if he could be fixed for a year or two and O'Brien leaves, do you mean that Mac Jones is definitely going to be the guy? That's not the future of the Patriots. You know that, too. He's not. I'd like to see him with a real offensive coordinator again. He was, Dude, he was almost rookie of the year. He made a Pro Bowl, and I'm not saying it was right that he made the Pro Bowl, but he had a solid rookie season. Then they strapped him to this idiot offensive coordinator. Yeah, things imploded a little bit. Get him a real OC like O'Brien. Let's see what we got. All right, what else do we have here at WEI? Uh, Bruce Arians. <laughs> Bruce Arians caps that uh, has his panties in a bunch because the Bucks fired Brian, Byron Leftwich and some other assistants. He is not happy, said that he felt that it was disloyal, that they those guys were promised to be part of the thing going forward, and he's pissed off. Okay. I'm ready to change this to you if you want. Just keep drinking your crown, wear your Kangol hat, hang out, play golf, take your money, your parking spot, and get out. Dad. Exactly. That's what he is. My man's wearing a Kangol hat and enjoys his crown like me. Yes. By God's sakes. Whatever changes happens, Cap, I wonder what the future of the Bucks are anyway, because if Brady's not there, who are they? Will they be this faceless organization that we remember? Remember them from years ago where it's like they're just another franchise. Without Brady, who are the, the Bucks? You can make all the changes you want. I just don't know what they are without Tom. Correct. Who's that quarterback? Anyway? Sean King. That's the answer. Who's the backup there <laughs> right now? Blaine Gabbert? Yeah. yeah. That's not, that's not, that that's not going to work. How about teams that may tank? Post, post Brady, it's nothing against Todd Bowles. It's just that 
is the infrastructure of the organization ready to be able to develop a quarterback in Tampa? I don't know who that is. That sounds like they're trying to find a veteran. Derek Carr. To come in there. Correct. <laughs> Something like that. I keep hearing Derek Carr's name on Washington, and I heard it on another one. I can't remember where it was, but I keep hearing Derek Carr's got some suitors. Shay? All right. Uh, I want to ask about the Cowboys. Not super long-term here, but they haven't fired Mike McCarthy If you worked for Mike McCarthy, you don't work for Mike McCarthy anymore. The defensive assistant, George Edwards, out. The running backs coach, Skip Pete, out. Offensive line coach, Joe Philbin, get out. Assistant defensive line coach, Leon Lett, get out. And assistant head coach, Rob Davis, bye-bye. Five head assistant coaches whacked already. But Mike McCarthy's sticking around. Wow. How did Jerry let Leon Lett go out the door? That's a cowboy. How about that? Leon, no! Remember that play? Yeah, where he held the ball out, thought he was going in the end zone. They (laughs) squatted it away. I think it was against the Lions. And boy, that life for Joe Philbin. God, he's been everywhere. Joe Philbin, the old Miami Dolphin. uh, And Packer. Packer, right? And Dolphin. My God. Yeah. Awful, 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 awful. Mike McCarthy will keep his job. And many down there say they have a more of a Dak problem than a Mike problem. And how do you fix that? You don't have a quarterback in the pipeline. And you got Dak locked up for stupid money. Better get a second receiver. You can you can flaunt Sean Payton or whoever else around Dallas. If you don't get the offense right, this is what it looks like. It's like a ceiling on their to their success, the Cowboys. It's a good team, but just not a Super Bowl team. And if you're Jerry Jones, time's ticking. When will I get my – you may never get it again. Just a side note about that, by the way, about the, the possibility of Sean Payton. Now we know that McCarthy's going to be the guy. The one thing that Jerry Jones has a problem with, Cap, is giving up authority, giving Correct. up that power. Correct. Jimmy Johnson was more popular and wanted power, and so Jerry got his panties in a bunch and out. Very Switzer. Hasn't won since. Switzer's kind of like a puppet. It was a puppet. And he just kind of just picked up where J- Jimmy left off with the Super Bowl. He won with Jimmy's guys. But... If you have power or popularity, uh, even with Bill Parcells, right, it just didn't work out because Bill Parcells is just a, he is a son bitch boy. He's like, he wants to have things his way. I don't think Jerry wants guys like that. Correct. And you notice Jimmy never went back. Right. Wani told us a story that Jimmy called him and said, how much are you making wherever he was at the time? He gave him the number. He goes, I can pay more than double. I'll double your salary. What? Yeah, I got offered to go wherever it was, and Jimmy went, go back in coaching? I got money in the bank. I'm living on my boat. I'll do a little TV. Yeah, no, life's too short. Shay, you got one more for us? I do have one more, and I'm sure Twitch will be really upset with me because it's the daily Aaron Rodgers update. But when he says something dumb, we're going to talk about it a little bit. Okay. Uh, he went on Pat McAfee. He said he's happy to be painted as the villain. He will play that role. But then he went a little wacky with it, in my opinion. He blamed his villain role on woke culture and radio stations being brought to you by Pfizer. What, what was what culture? Because of what now? Because of the, the conversation about him? Yeah, because the sound bites were, he says were taken out of context when he said he thinks he can be an MVP. He says he can still win a Super Bowl. There's no point in coming back if you he, think he, he can. He said he could play at an MVP level, Correct. didn't he? Yeah. But the, then he goes on Pat McAfee. says the reason that those sound bites were cut the way they were is because radio stations are brought to you by Pfizer. Okay. Okay. All, all right. It's just a dumb comment. And also, let me just 
let me just try to explain about woke culture for Aaron Rodgers because I know he's used this phrase before. So, the and you tell me if I'm wrong, Jay Moore. You'll lower the music for a second. So, when it comes to um, the woke culture, it's something that was in the black community where it would say, hey, man, when you're going out to this area or when you're going out to this place, hey, man, stay woke. Make sure that you're safe. Was that the first time that it was being used? Woke was saying, hey, be safe. Be alert. No. That was the first time that I heard it. It was, hey, stay woke when you're walking around this area. That's the first time I heard it. And then it morphed into something different. Correct. I what, agree. What was the first time that you heard it? Uh, I would have to say maybe like, maybe like about five years ago. Yes. Now it becomes a negative connotation. That's my point. It's not a negative connotation. If someone says, hey, be careful about this area, or when you read this, be woke, be aware of what's, what you read. Now, uh, education or awareness is a negative, which is ridiculous. It is a, you're trying to redefine something that was part of the black community of saying, hey, stay woke, be, be aware. Or when you see this, stay woke, when you, think, when you read this, make sure you know what's going on. It's about knowledge. Well, because right. it's become a political yes. term. Yes. Which is sad. And so that's not that's not so when he says, oh, well, it's, you know, it's, it's woke people that's cutting up these sound bites. Well, these sound bites come from you. That's not that's not. So I don't even understand his point there. He needs to understand where the, that term came from. So he has so he can be educated on it. But I also agree with him when he said, I feel I could still play at an MVP level. Yes. I did not have any problem with that comment. But there were people who was the play? Shannon Sharp, I think, that was blasted. Why is it about you being winning an MVP and I'm not here Gronk. at Super Bowl? You say it was Gronk? Oh, yeah, it, was Gronk. it was Gronk I, and, with Kay Adams. And I thought that Gronk, whoever it was that said you say it's Gronk, was wrong. I had no problem that Aaron said I could still play at an MVP level. Okay, that's fine. Just a, just a little bit of a note. Just keep in mind that when you read something and you learn something, it's not being woke. It's just trying to educate yourself on said subject. That's all it is. There you go. We will go to Deal Breakers. You never know what you're going to hear on Deal Breakers. Oh, my God. It's coming up next. Stay tuned to Cap'n J-Hood. Here's today's headlines Headlines. with Cap'n J-Hood. Patrick Mahomes says that he's ready to go for the AFC Championship. Aaron Rodgers says that he's open to restructuring his contract if he plays in 2023. Brought to you by Pfizer. Also, Luis Robert and Yohan Moncada join Cuba's World Baseball Classic roster. Duquesne blows out Loyola by a score of 72-58. to Cap and Jay Hood are back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. We all have to make choices in sports and in life. It could be running on third down. You ran the same third down situation, and you ran the same play twice. You're getting paid for that. I cannot believe the call. Or managing finances. This country, you've got to make the money first. Or it could be a deal breaker. I'm Doug Llewellyn, and here's the case of a... Wrong, wrong, wrong show. There's no Rusty the Bailiff? There's no Rusty the Bailiff. We've got... Snorling the moderator, Jay Moore is the bailiff. Oh, that's a different show. You are correct. There you go. It's Deal Breakers every Thursday at 835 or thereabouts. Brought to you by SEOLevelUp.com. SEOLevelUp.com. Ask for my friend, Tommy Salheimer. Here's Shay Norling, Shay. 
You know, I know Deal Breakers is starting to catch on because I'm getting help with it from people around the station now. Sylvie sends me things. I get things from Black and Abdallah. People want to hear their stories on Deal Breakers, buddy. It's exciting. I love it. I love it because you never know what we're going to get. And Cap and I have no idea what's coming, so that's what makes it even special. It's not even talked about. All of a sudden, it just pops up when we got to do it off the top of our heads. Well, that's the same thing with Shot No Shot. Danny started that where he came up with the game. And we never knew the question. Yes. Which I like it that way. All right, Shay, what's, right, our, first, what's, what's our first question? You and your wife are expecting your first child. You're doing some research through your family trees. You want to find a name for the baby. While you're doing the research, you discover your great-grandparents had the same names. So you go a little deeper. You further confirm your second cousins. What do you do? So my wife and I are expecting... So we're already married. We've already consummated the marriage. We got a baby coming. And now I look and Mindy and I are second cousins. Nothing I can do. It is what it is. I bet that happens more than you know. Oh, bleep. You know what? It's not a deal breaker for me. We're going to break up now. Right. Now, again, we know, Shay, the term family secrets. Every family has one. That would be a secret. No one would know that we're... We don't tell anybody. No one, like, nobody. Nobody in the neighborhood. So the New York Post story that this came from, they said it's there. It's a secret they keep in the neighborhood. I'm like, probably not a secret anymore. You're the New York Post. Man, no one would know that. It would just be in the family. I'm, and I say the family just between her and I. That would be the end of that. I wouldn't tell my neighbor, hey, by the way, this is my wife, Sarah, and we're second cousins. Right. Why do you need that that smoke everywhere? You don't. The wife said it's a good thing because when I go to my family reunion, he goes to his too. <laughs> that was the actual quote. No one has to know, yeah, man. No shot. <laughs> it's not a deal breaker. Ugh, we're cousins. We're divorcing. Nah, you know what? We'll just continue to smash. Correct. Here's Shane Norlick. Are you moving to Alabama? Might not be a deal breaker, but honey, let's go somewhere where this suits us a little more, huh? (laughs) It happens in metropolitan cities, too. It's just people just don't know. I would just say, you know what? If we love each other, we love each other. That's it. Let's go live in a swamp in Louisiana, honey. Let's go live somewhere that fits this this rule we've somehow found ourselves in. And now in Homa, here comes Uncle Jack, and he's trying to kill gators for the season. I love swamp people. Go ahead, pal. All right. You live in an apartment building in the city. Your neighbor in the building next to you installs a camera in their window to look out, monitor packages, monitor the street, whatever they need to do. But it has a bright floodlight that's motion activated. Anytime the light gets turned on, it shines directly into your bedroom window. Bright. You don't know anyone who lives in that building. You don't know who owns the camera. How do you handle this? Take a football and throw it right at it. (laughs) That's not happening. Wait a minute, Cap. You can't. Man, you can't do that. Bam! You can't not throw a There's football your at it. There's camera. No, you can't. no, the camera's on. They'll, they'll see you throwing that football. You can't do that. I'd probably then get a ladder. Uh-huh. Late. Climb up there in the middle of the day when no everyone's at work. Yes. Tape right over the light. Now, you said, Shay, you can't contact those people who are never home? Right. Well, you could. I mean, you could go knock on the door, but you don't know these people. You don't know anyone in the building. You don't know who in which unit, uh, who lives in which unit or who owns the camera. How are you going to contact them? You got to go knock on doors? Cap would do that. Cap would definitely do that. He would knock on a door because he's a people person. 
excuse me, David, how are you? Listen, um, <clears throat> I work at ESPN 1000, number one, uh, weekday mornings, but two. Highly rated morning show. <laughs> but two. I have a YouTube page, by the way, YouTube. Look for uh, the recaps of David Kaplan. Oh, number three, this light. There's something with this light. Do you know if I could take this light out? It shines right into my bedroom. I'm just telling you. You'd say something about it. I would. Of course. But I'd be nice. Yes. Like, I believe you attract bees with honey. My wife will call, you know, whoever it is, the airline or some, you know, 800 number about something. Yeah, this package can't... Hun, she didn't deliver the package at the other end. Just be nice. Hi. How is your day going? Yeah, no. Could you help me with this, please? We are married to the same person. Like, because I mean, she she's from the David Horowitz Fight Back era. Right. Remember that show used to come on yes. Sunday mornings? Yes. Fight back with David Horowitz. Make sure that no one rips you off. And so she's from that era. She's the first one to pick up the phone and go online and complain about something. Right. Package not here on time. I, I understand, but man, I believe that I would try to knock on some doors and find out. It's not a deal breaker. I wouldn't move. I wouldn't move. No, but you're taking that camera down. Well, well, I'm going. I'm probably doing exactly what Hoodie said. Like, be all, be fair. Yes. I would not. Con- Excuse me. Is that your camera on the back? No, that's the owner of the building. Would you have a property management number? Yeah. Hi, my name is David Kaplan. I'm the neighbor of the building you own at 227 West 79th Street. Uh, the light on the camera, I get it for security. It's shining right into my bedroom. Could you please ask your maintenance man to direct it away? That's right. That's now, if they said it. no, sledgehammer to the head. <laughs> Holy <laughs> cow. <laughs> I mean, this happened in my, apart- oh, in my uh, place with my wife. And this isn't my story. This is from Abdallah. But this happened with my wife. Somebody in our building put a camera up outside their window, mm-hmm. and it looked like it was looking into ours. We just sent an email to the uh, uh, property management company, and they sent out, yeah, can't do that. Take that down immediately. That's fantastic. I think that that's the right way. It's not a deal breaker, but at some point, if it doesn't get taken down, I'll take it down. Agreed. I'll take it down. The sledgehammer I love. <laughs> coming up, we have more deal breakers. Danny's going to put money in your pocket, so listen closely. That's coming up in a minute. And then more deal breakers on Cap and J. Hood weekday mornings at 7. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. Cap and J. Hood are back on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. Deal Breakers with Shay Norling. Shay? All right, boys. You and your wife throw a dinner party every Monday night with your friend as a fun way to start the week. With your friends as a fun way to start the week. Recently, an old high school friend moved to your area. Now, you don't have any interest in reconnecting, being friends with them now, but they've overheard that you throw a dinner party on Monday nights with people in the neighborhood. and They show up one night uninvited. Knock on the door. Hey! I heard about this dinner thing. I want in. Do you get them a plate or do you ask them to leave? Mm. They weren't invited, but they show up, Cap. Do you ask them to leave? Dinner party. Okay. Is the dinner party for work associates? Is the dinner party close family? It's your friends. It's just a random smattering of friends. Not random. It's your close friends. You do this every Monday night. It's a tradition you've built with the people in your circle. But there's a reason why they were not invited. Right. Why were they not invited? Right. There's a reason. Maybe because of room or because maybe they don't like those guys. 
So do you so do you throw them out or give them a plate? Well, I don't want controversy and drama, and uh, I try to stay drama free as much as possible. So I like I like to think that uh, I'd like to think that I'd give them a plate, Cap. Yeah, I would give them a plate. Now I might say to my wife over some pillow talk. Uh huh. Can you believe? Michelle and Jonathan just showed up out of nowhere and expected to sit down with us. The temerity to just show up. The temerity of those two. I might say that, but I would not be the one to say, yeah, we have friends over. Sorry, you're out. See, now now the Kool-Aid man behind you, he definitely would say, oh, I didn't expect you. What are you doing here? Right. That's not all I'd say. Who the hell do you think you are? Oh, God, you, you, don't, but you, you know hear about this. All right. Listen, you just moved here. I know we have we know each other from high school. We haven't spoken. You hear about this and you knock on my door? Get oh. off the porch. <laughs> You're kicking them right Get off. Get off the property. My God. Who do you think you are? I listen, if I invite you into my home, one that's one thing. But if you show one thing I can't stand more than anything else is people who show up uninvited. It's my least favorite thing in the world. One of my friends, actually one of my high school friends did this once. When I had people over at my house, he said he drove by my house, saw my car, and one of my friend's cars was there. Mm -hmm. So he parked, got out, and walked in the back door. Wow. Who the hell do you think you are? (laughs) Get out. Cap, is that how you'd handle it? uh, Because the Kool-Aid man would definitely be throwing them out. I would not throw them out. But you would be wondering. That would be controversy in the, at the party. Now, if you said Mindy invited the leadership team that she works with at Malnati's, they're all at a, a dinner that they're having, and my neighbors show, hey, can we get a plate? This is actually a, a collection of Mindy's work people from the leadership team at the company she works at. It, well, let's try and get together tomorrow or have a drink over the weekend. Mm-hmm. So that is a way to get out of it. If it's a random collection of friends and they see him there, yeah, get a plate. God. But not not Shay, though. He's got the vape going. What the hell are you guys doing here? That's right. What is going on here? You weren't invited. <laughs> I'm just telling you. <laughs> I mean, you think I'm I'm the Kool-Aid man. Hoodie, think about my, my friend in high school who walked in the back door of my house when I had people over and he wasn't invited. I understand. Now, I didn't kick him out, but I got to tell you, I would if that ever happened again, I would because it was so uncomfortable. Everybody just sitting around silently because this person who's not supposed to be here is here and we don't know what we can talk about. All right. No, that's true. You Makes things uncomfortable. You can't gossip with those two in there. Correct. All right. Any more deal breaking? You got one more for us, got please? Got one more. You start dating a new girl who's everything you look for in a romantic partner. She's beautiful. She has a perfect sense of humor that matches yours. She's, you got a lot of things in common. She enjoys doing some of the same things as you. Mm-hmm. You go over to her place. It's an absolute pit. It's messy. It's infested with mice and rats. She's not taking care of her things. It's not like she doesn't have money or this is she can't afford to live nicer. No, she tells you, quote, she hates displaying wealth. She hates displaying wealth, meaning at her home or she doesn't like to spend money at all. What does yeah, that mean? She hates showing how much she has. So she lives as though she has nothing. Yeah, I'm long gone. Man, you got to live a little, right? Correct. 
you're going to work hard and you'll be successful. Look, you live how you want to live. You fan how you want to, whatever it is. So at the start of this, you said this is a relationship that I'm into? Yeah, it's the it's the greatest girl. She's a beautiful, perfect sense of humor, matches yours. She's into some of the same stuff. She just hates displays of wealth. Her house is a mess. She hoards things. I'm gone. Oh, no, no, no. Out. No. Out. No, nope, I'm good. Because if she's allowing her crib to look that way, there's no way she's put together like I would hope my partner would be. Yeah. Like, my wife is highly organized in every aspect of her life. Mm-hmm. And the way she dresses, the way she, everything, Mm -hmm. the way she raised the kids, all of it. So that works. Had I shown up at Mindy's crib after we started dating, I'm like, wow, this girl's beautiful. I'm really into her. We have a lot of the same taste. Hey, there's a rat here and there's garbage (laughs) everywhere. Yeah, I'm gone. But those two don't go hand in hand. Do either of you know where this story comes from? No. I do not. Was it on the TV show? Was it Hoarders? It was, well, it it might be. It was trending on Twitter last night. Do we remember Julia Fox of Uncut Gems fame? Is that the one that dated dating Kanye West? Uncut Gems, yes, absolutely. With Sandler. She's gone viral now because she posted, I, I believe, a TikTok showing her disgusting ass apartment with rodents running around Mm-mm. hoarding all of these things saying she used to sleep with bril- billionaires but she used them all and hates displays of wealth so she lives like this a hoarder with rodents in her no. new york city apartment yeah i'm out i don't care how hot, how hot she is that's brutal the fall from grace for this julia fox i mean she was on top of the world after uncut gems now to to, to hear mm. hoarding and rodents in the apartment that Go- completely is a deal breaker yeah gone so there, there you have it. Um, we will be with you till 10 o'clock. Then Greeny comes up from 10 to noon. Carmen and Yurko from 12 to 2. Well and Sylvie from 2 to 6. It'll be Joe and Amber followed by Freddie and Fitzsimmons right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. And that was brought to you by SEOLevelUp.com. Ask for the great Tommy Salheimer for your search engine optimization. You and Shay need to get this out of your system. You and Shay with this NFC North and... How the Bears are built, or this is we, we're going to have this out. We're going to hammer this out in our next segment, mm-hmm. and, and this is the last time I want to hear it. You guys are bickering back and forth with an exchange of ideas about how the Lions are built, and how the Bears can be the Lions, and all that. This will end in our next segment it's because you guys have a difference of opinion, but you both have great points. So three of the four teams in the conference championship have a quarterback on a rookie deal. Do the Bears need to think about resetting the clock? We'll talk about that and the Bears-Lions comparison in two minutes on Cap and J. Hood.